from the Cats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. Welcome back to the Cats Audio Network, and this is Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks. And yes, we are rolling on to that time of the pregame show where we speak with the enemy. And folks, we got the longtime voice of the Calgary Stampeders with us. Folks, we're ready to get ahead of the cold Canadian winters. Look no further than redtag.ca. Picture yourself basking in the warm, shady sands of a tropical island where worries melt away like ice in the sun. Don't let winter hold you back. Plan ahead and beach better. Travel made easy with redtag.ca. Like I said, let's bring in that Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary uh, Calgary Stampeders, Mark Stephen. Thanks for joining us. And as I give this uh, sort of redtag.ca plug today, talking about you don't need to go away to uh, to anywhere today. This is such beautiful weather for a football game on a Saturday night. Uh, you got to love it. Yeah, oh, unbelievable weather. Just a spectacular day. Not a cloud anywhere. It is uh, unbelievable, but you mentioned getting away from the cold winter. That's what we're returning to. Wife told me she had to scrape the window this morning, so there you go. Really? Yep. <laughs> well, Mark, it's a big matchup tonight. Uh, Calgary, is there still some belief in that team that they can make the playoffs and, and over, overcome uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Yes, there is. Uh, partly because uh, the Rough Riders are just keeping the door wide, wide, wide open for them. They aren't playing very well either. They do have a meeting October the 13th. The Stamps have a bye after this game. That game could signal a tiebreaker. And I get it. They're relying on help. Like, for instance, uh, you know, next week, Stampeders play Hamilton. And I will be a Cat fan next week when they're in Saskatchewan. But uh, that's just what it is. They, they're relying on help. It's not a great situation. I don't want to overstate the case. But they still believe that if they get anything going, they just haven't been consistent enough. If they get anything going, they can get back into the playoffs with, uh, admittedly, a well under 500 record. Well, you got Jake Mayer leading the CFL in yardage coming into this week. Uh, what, what's going on? Why can't they put it in the end zone and, uh, and, and have a better offensive production overall when you have a lot of individual uh, stat lines that are pretty outstanding? Well, it's certainly one of the stories that has, uh, you know, defined the season. You're right. You add it up, the number of yards that he's put up, then measure that against the number of touchdowns. It's just they've had futility at times in the green zone, red zone, whatever you want to call it, score zone, and uh, it's led to a lot of problems. I mean, uh, last week against Montreal, right off the bat, they drive down, then an interception that's kind of demoralizing and deflating that's happened an awful lot so uh, you know it's tough on the because you know what but you want to put it all on his shoulders there's been two games this year where one in toronto and one against ottawa he's thrown for four touchdown passes they're own two in those games that's not the quarterback's issue so you can see that things have just been uh, not all in sync uh, and that's why they've uh, had such a problem yeah a bit mi- uh, mis- miscombobulated or <laughs> yeah. i guess you could say you got renee parody the the kicker for the Stamps has five more field goals than anyone else in the league, yet you have a, a, a team that's 4-10 and ten coming into this week. So some issue there getting you know getting those mm-hmm. touchdowns. Um, because they are moving the ball, but they're moving it only into Rennie Paredes' scoring range, which, again, is okay, but they've relied far, far too much on him. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, he had kicked successfully more field goals than anybody else had tried. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, so... There you go. How about Kadeem Carey? He's missed a number of games, I think eight so far this season. And um, is he back to back to form of his all-star 
you know, all-star form last year? Yeah, I believe he is now, but you nailed it right there. Uh, you know, he was a guy that was expected to return to the top of the league and maybe win another uh, rushing title, but it just hasn't happened for him. He's missed such an extended period of time, uh, although it has allowed them to uh, expose Diedrich Mills as a very good running back as well. So it's a good tandem there, but carries the guy. No sense kidding anyone, but you're right. It's uh, just been an injury-plagued season for him, and uh, uh, just one of the things that's kind of gone sideways for the Stampeders. Is there any issues on the offensive line when they can't get the running game uh, consistently going well? Yes, there has been a problem with the line, uh, particularly at the tackle spots. They've been rotating those through. Uh, they let Derek Dennis go at the end of training camp. They were counting on a gentleman named Hugh Thornton, who was with the Stampeders last year, but he had a situation where he's had an injury. It just doesn't seem to heal, so he's hardly played. They've been rotating the tackles. The interior three have been good, except for tonight. Uh, Sean McEwen, the regular center, is out for this game. I think it's only a short-term absence, but nonetheless, his knowledge and experience will clearly be missed. Yeah, that's a big loss right there. You know, I'm just centering in on the offense there. The you know, Free agency is reality in the Canadian Football League and any, any league for that matter. I feel like the Stampeders lost over the years a lot of talent at the receiver position. Is it finally catching up with them? I know they've gotten a big boost with the return of Marco Michel, but it just seems like they just don't have that star power any longer. I would say there's some of that for sure, that uh, they've let a lot of guys go. They seem to have stocked Toronto's roster with a lot of receivers there. <laughs> yeah. I should point out, though, and again, not using it as excuse, but Malik Henry only played two-plus games. They signed him to a three-year deal. They thought he was going to be a centerpiece of the offense. Jalen Philpot, a, a Canadian, hasn't hit the field. He had a uh, torn uh, hamstring that... had has hit the field this year and had to undergo surgery. So those are a couple of the things that have happened that have uh, certainly made things difficult. And uh, they've got 18 guys on the six-game list. i, I got to believe that's the most in the league as well. we got one star, Reggie Be Begleton. He's been uh, been really coming on strong as of late. He he's top five in the, in the league in reception. He's top in receptions and targets. Uh, I think he's third in yards and, and top in yards after carry. What kind of boost has he brought to that receiving court? Really good. He's a really, really good veteran, and he's also Mr. Second Down. He's caught more second down conversions than anyone in the league as well. So, no, he's the leader. He's a very talented receiver, works very hard, runs very disciplined routes, and uh, just a real quality professional that uh, they just love in the dressing room. And he got off to a bit of a slow start, but he's been getting stronger and stronger game by game. You know, last week he had 13 catches, which was right up there for the most in uh, Calgary's team history and certainly a great game in the CFL. Let's move over to the, move over to the other side of the ball. A, a, a name uh, all, all our listeners are familiar with, Julian Hauser. Uh, what kind of addition has he been to the Stamps this year? Well, they're very happy with him. He's uh, played very well, very dependable, uh, very smart guy. He's uh, certainly contributed in the dressing room as well. So they're very happy with him and the acquisition. Uh, you mentioned that uh, some players that both left, Sean Lemon left, and also James Vodders only played a couple of games this year. Then he was injured. So uh, uh, they've had to rely. Hauser, and he's delivered. So have the rest of them, Derek Wigan, and uh, also on the inside, Mike Rose have delivered. So it's uh, that's, that's been a pretty good unit. But they got to get more pressure on the quarterback. They haven't had too many sacks of late. they got a guy racking up a, a bunch of tackles, uh, Mika Awe, and he's uh, listed as a DA, but I'm sure he plays the 90% of the snaps in one way or another, just one of those technicalities in the, in the CFL rosters. Uh, Cameron Judge next to him, a guy that's been viewed for a number of years as one of the top 
linebackers, and, and Bo Tabuti's a, a national player. So um, any issues in that in that linebacking crew that you see? No, those are two very good linebackers. Like you say, Mike has been up there with the uh, league leaders and tackles all season long, and they're thrilled with Judge. They uh, just talk about uh, how well he plays that position, and, uh, you know, they got out and signed him. He became, you know, they didn't let him become a free agent. They jumped all over and made sure he didn't hit the market because the market would be strong for him. He's He's been outstanding for it, and so has Mike for the whole Stampeders team this year. I want to ask you about Trey Robertson. He he uh, took the league by storm when he first came in and uh, a number of years back. Did it, tr tried his uh, luck in the NFL. Comes back now. He's listed uh, as the field corner. Um, is, has he been there all, all season? Uh, like, how, what's his his role been? And he's is he still that shutdown corner that we? got so yeah. used to in his early days? Not quite as much, but he's uh, still very talented. He missed a couple of games here and there, but uh, he's playing well, but you're right. Uh, he's probably not the player he was a couple of years ago, so they've been moving him around. He's played both sides. They'll flip-flop them from time to time, but uh, not quite as dominant as he was, but a guy that uh, they won on the field for his leadership and his uh, intelligence back there. So you're looking at this roster, a uh, number of stars, all, all different positions, what does it boil down to of why you did the, they're out of sync, as you said, um, overall? Well, I can't say there's any one reason, but I told you about those two games where Jake Mayer was tremendous. I'll give you another game, though. They were in Montreal, and they moved the ball, didn't score any touchdowns, six field goals. Montreal wins the game because they ran a, uh, an interception back. I mean, you know, if you can't get to the end zone, uh, and they, they held the other guys off the uh, scoreboard in terms of offensive touchdowns, you know, where's the problem? Again, that game, it was offense. There's been other games where he scored just 11 points or so. And then, you know, if, if you only score 11, that puts a lot of pressure on the defense. There's been other days when the offense has been strong. And they lead the league in uh, kick returns given up. So, you know, they've sprinkled in a few very untimely and dangerous returns. So it's been one after the other after the other. There's been some games uh, where they've been good in two, but uh, not in three. And that's inconsistency that gets you to where they are. You mentioned kick returns. Uh, we saw, we've seen some sparks from Tommy Lee Lewis uh, in that return game. Is he is he going to be handling most of the returns tonight? Guess what? He's going to bust one one of these days. <laughs> he is so close. Here comes so the prediction. So close. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mark, do you know anything about this Grey Cup announcement? We keep getting bugged about it. I suppose if I dig around this table and turn it upside down, maybe I'll find it. And, uh, like, who's going to be playing? Do you have any clues? No. Who are you hoping for? Who am I hoping for? Is it Canadian or American actor? No. Yeah. Don't know. Because a few years ago, they brought uh, the Imagine Dragons to Vancouver. They were entertaining. I know they didn't have anything to do with the Great Cup, but it was entertaining. I don't know. Uh, does it have to be local? Drake? No, I mean, I think it's going to be big if it's going to be Carrie Underwood on a Friday. Well, that's my point. Like, it's got to be equal value, do you not think? Yeah, and I'd say Drake is that or even more. <laughs> Maybe you know you got the inside track on Drizzy. I have no insight on nothing, but it'd be, it'd be nice. <laughs> it'd be nice, I can tell you that. Oh, so I'm just trying to think of somebody else uh, of that magnitude. That'd be big. Weekend, Look. that's, a, that's yeah. another name. Is Taylor Hello. Swift tied up that Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> She'll be tied up for six days in Toronto about a year from that same date. Oh, that's but right that's now. a year a year yeah, ahead right. from now. Hey Mark, you know, one thing to throw to you at four and ten right now with this with this team. I, I I'm presuming this has got to be with the attitude of a must win oh, yeah. for this team right now. 
we don't talk about the Calgary Stampeders don't not making the playoffs. I mean, it, will there be any repercussions? I mean, I know you, I don't want yeah. you to predict, but I, I, I would just, say no. Yeah. yeah, like if they're talking about management and that, no. I mean, this is a one-off. There's been so much success for so long. It's hard to just uh, turf everything. But everything will have to be on the table. I mean, this is not a great situation. I don't want to minimize it either. But no, I don't see any major earthquakes uh, around the team. Looking at the tie cats from from uh, arm's length away, what do you what do you see? What are you concerned with? And uh, what do you what kind of you know what do you see their strengths and yeah. weaknesses? Well, get Toronto off the calendar first of all. That'd be one thing to get rid of them and all those losses. I see a team that's been a little erratic because of the quarterbacking picture as well. That's been a problem. A tremendous pickup in Butler. I think he's been outstanding. So has White. Um, you know, they had change up at the kicker spot. Uh, you know, McAllister's been a nice addition. So I see them as a good team. They're about where I thought they would be. And uh, a playoff contender. Are they a serious threat for the Grey Cup? I'm not sure, but let's just uh, let it play out when, uh, you know, the playoffs begin and uh, see what happens. But, uh, no, I think they're a good team. Again, the quarterbacking issue, uh, it hasn't played out the way anybody thought. Uh, there's only one team that has had their day one starter play every game. So that's, that's Stampeders and... You know, it's disappointing that the matchup with Bo Levi Mitchell didn't materialize today. It's strange how they there wasn't uh, a Hamilton at Calgary on the schedule. I know. Not that it maybe it wouldn't have mattered with the injury, anyways, but uh, that would have been a marquee. The, the good marquee news. TV event. The good news on that, guys, is that I'm hearing. I don't know. I don't know my sources, but I'm hearing that there will be a more balanced schedule next year, where there will be at least a home and home for both teams, and I think that's a positive move. For, for many reasons. I mean, look at the game yesterday between the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Toronto Argonauts. I mean, there should have been a Grey Cup rematch much earlier in the year, like, to, let's be honest here. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different quirks that go into it, and for instance, uh, the Stampeders went to Montreal a few weeks ago. That was the first time in four years they've been to Montreal, so that's kind of That's a, crazy. Yeah, it is, I know. In a 19 league. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's my point. It's not like there's, you know, dozens of opponents like the NFL when they drop the schedule, and Hamilton doesn't come to Calgary, which... Uh, Again, the Bo Levi Mitchell uh, story was uh, such a you know let such a letdown when we realized that wasn't going to happen. And you know, same thing. Uh, Montreal was go to Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton to Montreal. Excuse me, Geno Lewis and that. So. It, it was good to see Bo out there with some of his former cohorts out there. He's obviously not playing today, but out there chatting it up with some of his oh, boys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to him at length yesterday. It was really good to see him, and uh, you know, he he told me he thinks he's going to get on the field by the end of the season. So he did some uh, work after the you know playing forty five or on the field. I mean, he looked good, but whether that's Good enough to play in a game. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Soon enough. Hey, Mark, Stephen, you continue to be one of the best in our business, and we certainly appreciate your side of the story and, and checking in with us. Thank you so much for joining us on Speaking with the Enemy, presented by Red Tide. Okay.